0: Welcome, everybody, to the Elijah Leadership Podcast. Glad you guys could be here, and today we'll talk about succession. Okay, everybody, welcome again back to uh, this leadership podcast. Um, Something that I do really want to talk about today, I think I'll keep this short and simple, but uh, something has to do with succession, succession. Uh, now, this is something that I've noticed, obviously, in the Slavic world where we live in, um, within the church community, and uh, um, something that we've noticed. I'm sure it's the problem um, in a lot of organizations, maybe a lot of countries, maybe a lot of different denominations, uh, but that's the problem of succession, of succession. And I prim- primarily want to speak on behalf of uh, just the Slavic culture, and, uh, just because this is kind of where I am um you know where i grew up and uh, maybe something i'm more acquainted with uh of course there's nothing against anybody or any one individual person uh we just want to talk about an issue and from my perspective maybe just address it so uh kind of from where i'm coming from that's the idea of where this is coming from so again um we to talk about succession here just for a couple minutes and the power and intentionality that a person needs to have in his life uh, so that uh, what he's working on what he's investing to is continuing is continuing um so just a history a little bit about the slavic culture kind of where we're from um what we've been doing here i think about 30 40 years now we had a big migration from the soviet union from russia uh people have been moving out here And as they were, they were starting churches, and they were growing. People were moving. Um, You know, the churches were expanding in a lot of uh, different uh, areas, all the way down the West Coast, all along uh, the East Coast. And now we see more and more through mid-America, through mid-America. And, uh, you know, coming back from the SSR or the Soviet Union times, uh, you know, they had done a pretty good job by making, uh, making it out here. Was already elderly at the time of this succession is the example that the dictionary gives to us. It's when a person is ready to pass on the ministry. In this specific instance, the ministry to the younger generation. Now, this is vitally important because this transition has to happen at the right time it cannot come too early it cannot come too late it has to happen at the right time now i had a in my family a lot of people who ran track and in, in college and high school and one of the races that, uh, in particular my brother my sister they were uh, good at was the four uh, or the one by one and the four by one and what this had meant was that they are in uh, a team of four people, and they would run uh, one person at a time, as one person would finish, whether the 100 meters or the one lap, depending on the race, of course. If they would finish that, they would have to pass the baton next to the other person. Now, this passing of the baton was a very significant um moments in the race because the way you would pass the baton would signify the head start that the person has that's ahead of you the person you're passing it down to or the slow start that this person would have so to get the perfect uh, passing on of the baton the perfect way to deliver the baton if you're running um, as you're running up to this person who is ahead of you Um, this person sees you coming and he begins to run also. You still have the baton as the person in front of you is already running, but, and here's here's the key factor, once that person picks up the same space or the same pace that you're running, almost full speed, at that perfect moment, when he's picking up the full speed, Um, and you're full speed, you pass the baton, so there's very little lag time. So what this teaches us is that there's the perfect time when the person is already running full speed, when the person whom you're about to pass his baton is already going full speed, you get him up to speed, and you pass the baton right at that time. You don't pass it on You know when you're slowing down. You're not supposed to pass it on when the other person is just picking up. You're supposed to pass it on when you're in the same pace, Going just as fast with the person in front of you, and so you can give that uh, smooth first transition. And of course, just briefly, how does this apply to us? We understand that when we run, um, you know, when we're leading our organization, it's so important to pass it on at the right time to the right person, I should say, when that person picks up the speed. When he's going side by side with you, that is the prime time to pass the baton right then. Not when the person is just starting up and they're kind of slow. They might reach up to speed, but it's going to take them longer. Not when you're slowing down already because then you're just weak and that person has to go a little slower from where he picks it up. But when you're going full speed and the person who's going to take over, they're going full speed and that perfect prime time it should never be a long time but at that specific time is when you pass the baton so a couple reasons that i want to talk about today of the things why sometimes people you know they do not pass the baton they do not um, have the successors that they wish they had at this time and there's a couple of things that I, i do like to address and um one of them is, is the, uh, I'll give you three reasons today. It's to be a, a short uh, podcast. Um, three reasons today, and one of them is uh, the classic. I believe that they are insecure. They are insecure. I think this makes sense, especially if the person spent so much time and energy building up the company, the ministry. Uh, how can you give it all away to someone who might burn it all down? When a person begins to attach. His name to the organization therefore attaching his identity to the organization it becomes them it becomes part of who they are they receive their self-worth from it their value comes from it you know they're used to the praise and that people would give to them and, and and for them this is their security this position which they have built up has become their identity and their security Now, I like to say that if the ministry, the company that you're running, if it is bigger than yourself, if the work there is bigger than you, um, then you're able to have the mentality, understanding that this organization that you are leading, Uh, It's bigger than you. It goes further than you. It's going to go past your lifetime. So if you want that organization to go further than you live, to accomplish more than maybe you could have ever imagined, we need to know that the approach that we take, the intention, uh, the way that we view it, our heart behind us, is a very important thing. So many people hide behind that position. So many people are... Are just built around that and there's a lot of healing a lot of wounds sometimes that happen in a person's life and they use this position to hold on and to find security in this and this is a very sad thing because when you follow an insecure leader when you follow an insecure leader um, he will begin to choke you out. He will begin to put you in situations and positions that do not allow for you to grow, uh, do not allow for you to thrive. Now, this next point, I think, just kind of leads us um, building off the second point, uh, building off the first point point. the second point is that the leader then gets fearful that if they leave, then everything will crumble. If they leave, then everything will would fall apart Um, they worked hard like we said you know they got everything done and they're scared that when they leave everything falls apart and of course this makes sense like we said earlier that they work hard and uh, but the problem is they do not allow other people grow you know so and then when they think that they're the most important people in the world and everything holds up because of them that's where the danger falls in here this is the scary part. It honestly reminds me of a story of just this pastor where uh, my wife used to go to church had and this pastor was there for 29 years. He was a pastor there. a few months from hitting the 30 year mark you know of, of being a pastor in this specific church. and you know he was so certain about his abilities and his uh, you in know, himself that whatever he does, you know people will follow him. And there was a moment came where people wanted to do reelections for the first time in almost 30 years. And he said, you know what, whatever you guys decide, it will be God's will and everything will be just fine. So guess what happens? They get together, they uh, uh, build or they have the the meeting, the church members get together and they uh, cast votes. And who should be the next pastor? And this person, unfortunately, got less than 12%, less than 12% voted for this person to continue being the pastor after 29 years and being so confident that the people were following him. And that, you know, if he had to hold it on because if there's anybody else, this church would crumble 29 years and only about 10% of people wanted him there. And that's... you know, it's just a very sad thing to see when the people are so scared that everything will fall around us. Which brings us kind of to this one last point that I want to say is that the biggest problem then is that when they fail to raise up the next generation leaders, that's what it kind of builds up to. And, and as part of successors and, and people that continue, we know that it takes a long time. It takes such a long time for people to grow. And you know, there's a story in the Bible where uh, a Paul, the apostle, he says uh, that not all of you have fathers like me. Not everybody's like a father to you because only a father truly cares about his children to be better than he is. A lot of people have leaders and and a lot of people have mentors, but very few people have this father like leader who cares about the people underneath them and wants them to grow and to be successful. Now I have a couple daughters, but imagine this: that if you had, um, if you had kids, or maybe you do have kids, uh, what parent in their right mind would not want their children? to be more successful than they would. Of course they would. Normal people would. Normal parents would. They want their kids to be more successful. They want their kids to grow off the success that they have. Therefore, it's really hard to find those leaders that are fathers like today like today uh, because it takes a long time and when you want to invest the vision the you know the passion the the direction when you want to you want to just invest everything that you have into a person it takes years and years and years of consistent work of consistent dedication and investment into a person for them to change and unfortunately a lot of people they You know, receive the ministry either prematurely or they receive the ministry without the proper training investment because the pastor or the organization leader just took too long. Just took too long. And so we end up with this problem where very few people, you know, are successfully passing down the baton. And so kind of talking and concluding this, I know this is a very short segment, but a lot To unpack and a lot to think about here. Um, We see that succession itself has been a very difficult thing all the time. I think if you would take uh, the data or the statistics, I think we would find quite the majority of organizations, companies, churches, very few organizations succeed after the founder or the organization uh CEO who is pushing the company for growth very few times do we see when that main leader leaves that the successor is able to take the uh the organization further or to do more or to expand it very few times we actually see this because we know that it could be an issue with the leaders. It could be the issue with the raising up of leaders. It could be the insecurities. It could be so many different points that, uh, and why does this happen? So I want to call all of us into this call that we find the people around us and the things that we learn, we give to them. The things that we uh, um, you know, are growing in that we pass it down to the people who are listening, who are following, that we truly care about the people that are following us. That they may grow, they may develop, and they may become successful. And if they have to overtake us, they can succeed the work which we are doing here. Uh, and this is the conclusion of my thought today, and my little message, and I hope it serves as a blessing to you guys. Um, That we focus on this and see the succession as a vital part of organizational transition, of church transition, and of growth to our leaders.